1: I'm Kathleen Hayes, along with Pim Fox, the Federal Reserve in Focus. And we're taking this opportunity to speak to the president of Halstead Property, Richard Grossman, about the outlook for New York City real estate against the backdrop of a central bank that looks like it's getting ready to hike the key rate. What really counts now for investors, Pam?
0: Yes, we'll be uh, speaking with Richard Grossman. As you said, he's the president of Halstead. You know that Halstead uh, closed on over a 1,000 sales last year with a value of more than one2 billion a dollars. We're going to find out about the real estate market, but right now, let's find out about news from Charlie Pellet in the Bloomberg Newsroom.
2: And I thank you, Pim Fox. Thank you, Kathleen Hayes, the Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ. They are all trading higher and this update is brought to you by SEI. In the future, the asset management business will be profoundly different. Find out how SEI's global operating platform can help you navigate the new operational frontier at SEIC.com slash imagine p 500 index snapped a two-day drop after data showed acceleration in the manufacturing and services sector ernesto ramos is head of equities at BMO asset management he was interviewed this morning on bloomberg i think the market is expecting correctly some t- the tightening cycle to continue uh, in december and, and another 25 beefs to, to, to take place and and we don't ex- the, the, the market in general is, is slightly expensively valid because it's sustained by these low levels of interest rates and as those interest rates move Higher the risk, downside risk to the market in general. Right now we've got the tenure down 11.30 seconds. The yield 1.72%. Join us tomorrow and Friday morning on Bloomberg Surveillance for special broadcasts live from the annual and fall meetings of the International Monetary Fund and the World Bank in Washington, D.C. Our guests include former IMF Special Advisor John Lipsky, EU Commissioner Pierre Moscovici, and an exclusive interview with IMF Managing Director Christine Lagarde. Stocks higher S&P up 11, a gain of five-tenths of one percent at 21.61. The Dow up 126. Gold down 50 cents to 12.69 the ounce. And now at 232 on Wall Street, a look at the other stories making news.
3: Thank you, Charlie. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Ramey in The UN Security Council has unanimously agreed that Portugal's former Prime Minister, Antonio Guterres, should be the next Secretary General of the United Nations. Guterres served as the UN's refugee chief until last December. The Security Council will meet tomorrow morning to formally approve Guterres and recommend his candidacy to the General Assembly, which must give final approval. The clash at last night's vice presidential debate over Donald Trump's stance on Mexican immigrants has struck a chord on the Internet. Bloomberg's Bob Moon reports.
4: It is the VP debate phrase that's taken on a life of its own. Senator, you, you, you whipped out that Mexican thing again. Today, the Twitter hashtag, That Mexican Thing, continues to be a rallying cry for Mexican immigrants with tweets like, That Mexican Thing is my mom, who worked as a housekeeper for 25 years to see her family's dreams come true. At the same time, Wired reports a Clinton supporter snatched up the web address, ThatMexicanThing.com, and redirected it to Hillary Clinton's website, while a Latino advocacy group is urging voters to register at ThatMexicanThing.org. Bob Moon, Bloomberg Radio.
3: Governor Andrew Cuomo is denying an allegation that he and New Jersey Governor Chris Christie discussed using a false report surrounding the George Washington Bridge Lane closure scandal. Cuomo told reporters today the claim from a key witness in the trial of two former Christie aides amounts to inaccurate, quote, gossip and hearsay. David Wildstein is cooperating with authorities. He testified that former Port Authority Chairman David Sampson told him the two governors discussed issuing a report when reporters began looking into the lane closures. Global News 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,600 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Ramey Innocencio. This is Bloomberg. Charlie.
2: And we thank you. And again, recapping the Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ at or near the best level of the day, S&P 500 index up 11 to 2161, a gain of five-tenths of 1%. I'm Charlie Pellett, that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. This is Taking Stock, The Fed in Focus, on Bloomberg Radio.
0: The Fed in Focus, the availability of credit. Let's find out more when credit is applied to the real estate industry. Richard Grossman is the president of Halstead Property, and he joins us now. Richard, thank you very much for coming in. And, by the way, congratulations, because I believe this year you were made president of Halstead.
4: Yes, thank you very much. In fact, I became president this past spring.
0: All right, so congratulations. Just in time, perhaps, for what? Maybe a softening of the real estate market or tell us the, the state of the market and then we'll talk about financing
4: sure I mean the state of the market is in New York there's first of all there are a lot of different markets going on at the same time there the market say above five or about ten million dollars we're looking at one sort of market where there's probably too much inventory in that area right now and there's the market that I would say below three to five million and below where you really see that's the maybe the everyday person market there is still a shortage of what uh, is available and properly priced things are selling.
0: Is, I just, sorry, Kathleen, I just want to add, you know, only, and you would actually, I think, uh, uh, maybe come in on this, but average for 3 million to 5
4: million. I mean, the rest of the country doesn't think that that's, I mean, it's an amazing statistic, isn't it? Correct. It is an amazing thing in New York City to see prices at that level.
1: Of course, it's, it also depends on a lot still, doesn't it, on where in New York City. You want to buy because Manhattan is is one market versus Riverdale versus, you know, Queens and and even take Queens, many different parts.
4: Correct. And in in Manhattan, even there's many different markets within the same size. There's billionaires row. That's one market. There's the Upper East Side, Upper West Side, the village Murray Hill um, and different places. And there are emerging markets, Queens and, and the Bronx, quite frankly, are markets that we're seeing still upside potential in those marketplaces. So
1: are developers starting to say, you know, we've kind of saturated the top. And it's nice to sell those super luxury, expensive ones. Are they starting to say, you know, there's still so much demand where I can make money if I just I'm building more units that, that the more people can afford.
4: Sure, in in certain marketplaces they're certainly doing that, and that's why you're seeing places like Queens and Brooklyn so much construction activity there. In Manhattan, the the construction activity for two, in 2016 has certainly slowed down. We went from last year about 15,000 new building permits. per um, were issued that includes co-ops and, excuse me, condominiums and rental housing. This year, that's down to 650. So the top of the market, there's probably about a 1,000 units coming in at prices at $10 million and above, and we absorb that at about 50 units plus or minus, 50 to 75 units per year. Tell us about the mortgage market. Is it easy to get a mortgage? It's more—it's—it's—it's it's, it's more difficult to get a mortgage today than it was, let's say, eight years ago, before pre-layman. They're still going to be looking at good credit scores. They're still going to be looking at a larger down payment than they did in the past, and they're going to put—it's—it's it's not like how much.
0: How much would you have to put down typically?
4: In in New York City, you're probably looking to put down a minimum of ten percent, and not, and not atypically Typically, twenty to twenty-five percent, because most of our housing is cooperative, and most of the buyers who are buying in New York City, even at these price points, is, points are putting large down payments down
1: so is is it a case where okay we know the federal reserve is getting ready to hike the key rate and they Mm -hmm. may just hike it once this year and who knows if they're going to you know one or two next year it isn't much but uh it it could help move mortgage rates up if if 10 year no, the bond market sells off, and the yields on you know that's how the mortgage is really priced. Correct. They don't price on the short end, but I guess my question is more along the lines of: Does it make that much difference to buyers right now? If I have a job, if I can afford the down payment, does it make much difference how much that mortgage I mean, costs I, me?
4: I don't think it's going to make a difference in in in. in absolute dollars. I think that buyers, you know, if interest rates go up, you know, two or three percent, I think you're going to start seeing some effect in the marketplace. But if you get a half a point, a point, a point and a half rise of the interest rates, I think people are expecting that and B, that these price points and with the amount they're putting down, they can afford to to, they can afford this.
0: Now, just not to keep it so uh, New York centric all the time, where are buyers coming from? Where do you see the most activity and the healthy uh, participation of uh,
4: potential owners? owners? Well, I mean, you know, New York City is an international city, so we see buyers coming from all over the world. That's still true today, as we've seen it in the past. That said, our market is, for a local market, is a very healthy market. Chances are the person who's going to be buying your apartment, your home, um, is going to be a, a New York-based person buying for, them, for their own use as a primary residence.
1: So uh it, it, what would have to happen for, and I'm, I'm thinking of potential buyers out there who just wish prices would cool off a bit. What would have to happen to really knock prices back down significantly in New York City?
4: I think you'd have to see a recession, and I don't think a recession is on the offering in, in New York City in, in the next few years. Why? Uh, I think the unemployment is is good, interest rates are low, um, and all the and, and and we're not building enough housing to 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 saturate the demand for middle class housing in New York City. And I'm talking middle class housing three three to five million and below. Housing as an investment worthwhile right now? I, as your primary residence, I think it's absolutely a great investment to have. As a speculative investment, it could be, but you have to have the risk to take that. There may be some ups and downs along the way.
1: If I want a great buy, where do I look right now in this area?
4: I would look in a few places. I would look in Queens, I would look in the Bronx. I would certainly still look in, uh, in parts of Brooklyn. And if you're looking outside of New York City itself, I would certainly say, you know, going to some of the suburbs with this, um, Westchester, Fairfield County, and the northern suburbs of New Jersey are phenomenal opportunities right now.
1: Oh boy, what? Maybe I'll just, I'll just take Richard Grossman of Halstead Property. Absolutely. Along with me on the hunt. President of Halstead Property as of spring 2016. Richard, thanks for joining us in studio today.
4: Thank you for having me.
1: Much appreciated. So. From New York City, Manhattan, real estate, to Johannesburg and stocks. That's coming up. I'm Kathleen Hayes, along with Pim Fox, and this is Bloomberg.
0: Coming up on Taking Stock, we'll be speaking with the chief executive of the Johannesburg Stock Exchange, Nikki newton King, talking about U.S. rates and the effect on the South African Rand. That's next.